Welcome to the Peaceful Power Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Clausen, and today I chat with Jenny and Craig Dumnich. Peaceful Power Podcast is here to help you live a movement-based lifestyle, utilizing fitness, yoga, and Ayurvedic techniques. Each week, I will bring you a motivational guest or a solo show geared to help you take action to live that peaceful, powerful life. All right, so Craig and Jenny were introduced to me by a past guest, and um, I loved loved their energy and what they're putting out into the world. So they are all about mindset, nutrition, and fitness. So we really broke down mindset in today's interview. We talked about scarcity and the worthiness mindset. We chatted about what is your why and how to find it, and really in depth, like how to get there and how they coach their clients um, on getting to that utmost why that makes you almost want to cry. Um, and so that's that's something that is key when you're working towards any goal. You know, this is something that I love to talk about is finding your why. Because if we don't know why we're doing something, most likely we're not going to make it happen. So they're firm believers of that as well. And they chat about their coaching system. And they also do a three-day retreat and where you can see them live a day in the life. And I think that is brilliant for anyone who's starting out on a new fitness journey just to understand because sometimes we can be so overwhelmed with all the information. And so they invite people into a retreat to really get to know, um, you know, here's what we do in the mornings. Here's what food might look like. Here's what movement like might look like in our day. So I really, really love that. Um, I think you guys are going to get so much, so much information from Jenny and Craig. So without further ado, here is today's episode. Today's episode is brought to you by my nourishing spring detox. It is that time of the year again. So in Ayurveda, we have two times of the year we like to do detoxes in the spring and in the fall. And so I'm inviting you guys to join me on this free seven day nourishing detox. So we are going to tackle food, self-care, technology, or maybe just one of those habit areas. So you get to decide. I'm going to give you the guidelines of how to design your own detox, and I'm going to give you little um, fun kind of daily prompts to be working on each of the seven days. So if you guys are interested, head on over to andreaclausen.com backslash spring detox. Welcome to the Peaceful Power Podcast. Today, I have Jennifer and Craig Dumnich with me, and I'm super excited to chat with them, and uh, mostly because we have a lot of similar philosophies, it seems, on mindset and nutrition and fitness. So I'm going to kind of kick it over to you guys, and I want to know a little bit about each of your backgrounds and um, how you guys ended up eventually starting to work together. So can you tell us a little about that journey? Sure. Thanks. We are so excited to be here today. We are. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> yes. And our... Our background is very interesting because we come from combined experience of over 30 years in corporate America. Wow. And we were both working in finance for many, many years. We were, yeah. And we were traveling all the time. And something that was a commonality that we had between us long before we were even together as a couple is that we were both always passionate about fitness. It was part of our lives growing up. You know, my dad was a marathon runner. And so from my youngest ages, I would get on my bike and I would ride along beside him as he was doing his training runs. And then eventually I became old enough that I could run with him and keep up. And so it was, and Craig was always involved in different sports. I was in all different sports, football, basketball, baseball. I mean, I was weightlifted. I mean, I was always really trying to stay fit uh, for, you know, my entire life. Yeah. And uh, so then as we became together as a couple, we, we kind of pursued that passion together, but we also got much more into the nutrition aspect of it. And it became really fun for us as a couple, which I think is interesting because people think that eating healthy has to be boring, mm -hmm. but 
we were on this mission as a couple to really have fun with it. So we started learning how to cook more together and use these natural ingredients. And we tried different ways. We were, we went raw vegan for a while and we've tried all these different things and we really made this enjoyable game out of it within our relationship of trying these mm -hmm. new things and experimenting and seeing how it felt inside of our body. Yep. And interestingly enough, I left corporate America in 2010 when we got married and we decided that we were going to have another child. It was our fifth one. Uh, we had both had children from other marriages and we decided to have another one. And I said, gosh, I want to really stay home with her. And that gave me the opportunity when she was around a year old mm -hmm. to finally pursue my passion of fitness as a career. Mm -hmm. And so I went back to become certified as a trainer. And shortly after I finished all that education and I was working in the field, I became mysteriously ill. Mm -hmm. And for the course of 18 months, my health went on this downward spiral and I actually lost 25% of my body weight. Uh, to the point that I really looked like and felt like I was dying on most days mm. and spent a lot of time in bed. I had severe pain throughout my body, but the doctors couldn't find anything wrong with me. So because they couldn't find anything wrong, my blood work looked normal. All the CAT scans and MRIs, everything they tested looked completely normal. They couldn't treat me because technically there was nothing wrong. And we were so perplexed because I had been, and, and Craig had as well, so healthy from a fitness and movement standpoint. And also in the previous five years to that, from a nutrition standpoint, we were eating so clean. We thought, how could this happen to me? I should be healthy. And so we ended up doing our own research because when the doctors couldn't help, we had to find some sort of answer. And I ended up going to a retreat that claimed that they would be able to heal, heal me from a nutritional standpoint. And they were absolutely able to do that. But the thing they said to me was, if we don't deal with your mindset and teach you how to handle your stress differently, you will go home and be sick immediately again. And so they had us begin working, me personally, with a mindset strategist that started to change all of my limiting beliefs, break me free from some of the things that were binding me to my past, to my childhood, and learn to handle all of the stress in my life differently. And it was amazing because not only did I see my health to do a complete 180 where I was very, very healthy, like I used to be again, but we saw our marriage change. We saw our relationship with our children change. Mm -hmm, yep. And then we started just, we had this feeling that my goodness, we've got to share this with the rest of the world. And that's really how our business was born in that we finally saw when we put all three pieces together, we had these sustainable changes and these new patterns in our life that allowed us to truly feel just how good our body and mind are designed to feel each and every day. And then, so in 2016, we decided to just both of us, I, I was already out of corporate, Craig left corporate and we just, built this business from the ground up to be able to help other people recognize the beauty in life and how great you can feel every single day when you utilize these three mm -hmm. pieces together. Wow. That is, wow. That's a fascinating story. Um, just like that evolution of, you know, what you went through and then how you guys kind of, um, you know, became stronger after it. And I love that, um, kind of that perseverance, um, of both of you guys. And 
one thing that I want to ask too along this journey. So Craig, what did it take for, cause I think I have quite a few clients who are kind of in that situation of like, do I leave my job to do my own thing? Like, cause they have a side business that they're debating about. What made you finally decide, yes, now is the time to jump in and leave corporate. And then both of you guys start to kind of work together. Oh, I mean, it's a great question. And for a while, I mean, we really tried to, we were thinking about a business for a long time. I mean, quite frankly, it was probably about six years that we wanted to do something together and we were throwing out at each other. Well, maybe we could do this. Maybe we could do that. And, and because being in corporate, you had to focus on your job all the time. I mean, especially, I mean, uh, I was making good money, traveling a lot uh, in a great position in finance. And so you had to put a lot of your effort, even after you came home traveling, it was like, oh, well, I, you know, now you spend a little time with the family, but then at nighttime, you've got to catch up on other things for work. And what I found is that I really couldn't focus on anything else besides my normal job and my family without completely stressing myself out. Mm. And it, and that was, you know, that, that was the thing that kept on really hitting me all the time. So when, you know, there was one point when Jennifer just said, you know, we're done, you know, we're, we're basically done. And I, I said, and I just felt at that point in time that, you know what? Yes, I am done. Because I, I will tell you that in the finance industry hadn't uh, been, it, it was great and then got laid off twice. And you know what? There's just something wrong. The universe is telling me something. Mm. And it's, you know, for a lot of people, I, it, the universe tells people something is, you know, we kind of talk about it. it. It whispers to you and then, and it continues to whisper until you don't listen anymore. Mm. And then it gets a little louder and then it gets a little louder. And then all of a sudden it's like, it's like right in your face. And that's what kind of happened. It was, it was continually whispering to me. And I just, you know, finally woke up and said, I'm done. And that was a, that was a huge moment. It was a, it was a scary moment at the same time. And I will tell you that it was the best decision that I had ever, ever made. And, you know, how I can how I can tell everybody else in the world about changing their lives in the story that I tell a lot of times is and everybody knows this story really most of us do is we grow up our parents tell us you know all these wonderful things that we need to do how we need to grow up how to go to school and then we need to go to college and then we need to find a significant other. We need to get married, have a dog, have a kid, have a house, a white picket fence. And we live in our wonderful corporate career. And then we retire and we have a 401k and we got social security and we live happily ever after. And, and, and it's like, and that's a story I think that everybody is told one way or another. And whenever you buck that system, whenever you change things, people look at you because, and they, and at first, you know, you're like, well, you know, is, is it me? But it's actually them really thinking about themselves. And it's like, wow, look how brave they are about doing that. I mean, at one way they're scared. I, and what, but they're really saying, listen, that is so brave. And we, because of uh, me changing because of Jennifer changing and us getting coaching to get our business started, that is, you know, that was the, the whole thing that put it all together. And it, it couldn't be any better than what it is right now, putting all the effort 
that you do every single day, every breath that you have in your own business and making money instead of doing it for somebody else. Yes. And on someone else's time frame too. So you're kind of stuck to having to report to work at certain hours and after hours. So yeah, I totally, totally agree with that. Um, Cause I've had my business now for five years myself and um, you know, as you're going through that story, I'm like, oh yeah, I can definitely see that, you know, that's kind of what the timeline was for society. My parents were farmers and so I never got pushed necessarily the corporate job and never had to worry about the, um, even the health insurance 401k, like all of that was yeah. just kind of like, you know, let's, I didn't grow up with that. Like they didn't, they're like, you'll figure it out. We did, you know? Right. So that was right. kind of the nice side is I didn't have that pressure, but I do hear that from many of my friends who are like, what do you do for health insurance? I'm like, I just got my own for a few years, you know? <laughs> it's like this foreign world out yes, there. Of what yes. do we do if our company isn't providing something for us? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. And I think that that can be, I mean, as you just said, like you, all of a sudden you're like, no, I can do this on my own and yeah. it is okay. It will be okay. And it's interesting because a lot of times what happens is we live in this mindset of scarcity. Mm. that there's not enough to go around and that I can't mm -hmm. do it on my own. And how will, where will I get the money from? Will it be there when I need it? And that was one of the things that we really spent a lot of time working on with our mindset strategist. And we spent a lot of time working with our own clients on it now, because it's interesting. That was one of the reasons we were so fearful of us both leaving corporate, because how will we pay the bills? How will we feed five children? How will we make sure all this is taken care of? And there was that comfort in knowing somebody else was providing it. But interestingly, I, I believe the world always gives us what we need to learn and grow from at that given moment. And we found ourselves, even with Craig still working in corporate, we just weren't able to really get where we needed to go financially. And we kept hitting these roadblocks and we thought, gosh, you know, we do have that stability of the corporate job, but we're not bringing in the money that we should be bringing in. And we keep having these setbacks. And so it really, that comfort level isn't really there anymore. And so what do we have to lose by going out and doing it on our own. And it was breaking free of that scarcity mindset and really knowing that if we were to put ourselves out there and work to truly help people and change others' lives, the money would follow. And so I think speaking to other people out there that have a dream of being an entrepreneur and breaking off and going on their own, first of all, yes, you do have to have some money and savings because you have to pay your bills. You need to keep a roof over your head. I wouldn't ever recommend somebody leave with not a dollar in their pocket. But at the same time, you have to know that there is plenty out there for everybody. It, it is not a scarce universe that we live in. And when you go out and you help people and you put yourself out there to do the best for others, the money will follow. And it may not happen day one. It may not happen day 365. But it, it will happen and you just have to do always what is in the best interest of others really have the mindset that you're doing this because you want to help people and know that the returns will come back to you for it when they are meant to. Mm, yeah. And I want to kind of continue on with the scarcity mindset or just the mindset techniques. So we, you know, chatted about the scarcity mindset. What other major kind of mindset roadblocks are you guys seeing with some of the people that you're working with? 
The top two are scarcity and the feeling of worthiness. Yes. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, go, you want to yeah. talk about the worthiness one for me? Yeah, I mean, there's, uh, there are so many people out there that just do not feel worthy, worthy of getting money, uh, worthy of being healthy, worthy of looking good, uh, work, worthy of feeling good. Uh, they and it is the, it's the oddest thing when we are talking with clients. And one of the big questions that we ask uh, them is, you know, what is your why? And a lot of times they look at us like, like, what are you talking about? And it's like, well, no, what is your why? Why are you doing this? And, you know, they give us some surface level answer. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, 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 but why are you doing this? And, you know, they still look at us like we've got, you know, a couple of different heads. And it's, it, it's because, and they continue on and on. I mean, as a, as a simple example, it's, you know, if uh, somebody wants to, uh, as a woman example, if you want to fit into a, a pair of jeans, it's like, well, why do you want to do that? Well, I, I just, I want to fit in a pair of jeans. Well, but why? Well, maybe because I, I want to look good or feel good. Well, why? And it's because maybe I want my, my husband to, to be looking at me uh, in, a, in, a, in a sexy way. Well, why? And, you know, because I, I want to have, I mean, a, a good marriage. And, all, and, and we can continue down and ask these questions. And all of a sudden, you know, they're at the point where they're almost crying mm-hmm. uh, because they finally are understanding their worthiness and that is one of their biggest limiting beliefs is you know having that that worthiness out there that you are worth everything to be able to change to have what you want and it is a okay hmm. yes i have never i don't think i've ever thought about that like just the worthiness factor um but yeah that is something that you know now that i'm thinking about this with people that i've worked with now in the fitness industry for many years never even crossed my radar that, yeah, worthiness could definitely be something that people are scared of and stepping into that, stepping into themselves and just not feeling like, you know, I am worth it when totally you are. So, oh. Yeah. As an example, a client, I mean, that we have uh, is that, um, so there was, there's two types of things. There was scarcity and there was worthiness. And uh, so I'll give you this example. Every month he basically said to himself, I just need enough money to make sure that I pay the bills. I need enough money to make sure I pay the, and that's exactly what happened every, every single month. And then, and that's why he never got moved, moved forward because of that scarcity. Well, a long story short, he based, he got some money set aside because he got a student loan for his daughter. So he didn't have to worry about uh, paying extra money to the college. So he had some extra money. What ended up happening is a week later, his car broke down. He needed like $2,100 in that and his daughter needed to move to another apartment and there was some money that had to go out towards that. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden the money he just saved in that particular month was mm-hmm. gone because all he had to do was make sure he paid the bills and he kept on telling himself that. And the other part of it was his worthiness is that some, before that actually happened, so before that, that week had went on, in between in the first couple of days, He then had this extra money and his fiance was contributing a lot to their, their lifestyle and the house and what they were doing. And he felt that he was not worthy of this money. He needed it because she was giving so much. And 
now all of a sudden he was not feeling worthy of doing things for himself, even if they were going to be better things of either physical exercise or nutrition or mindset because he didn't feel worthy. And those are two things that kind of creeped right in. And that's hopefully you can see where it can really hit a person hard in both of those areas. Yeah, no, that's a great example of, you know, just saying that, you know, I want to pay the bills and that's sure enough, you got the money to do that, but nothing extra, which is probably what he really wanted, but didn't voice that. And so it just never came to fruition. So I, um, that's definitely a great example of that. And um, one other thing that I, you know, kind of want to touch on, you know, with the mindset is, um, you know, energy. So I had read that you guys um, just talked about energy and maximizing energy, because that's something that I have been feeling, um, you know, running big right now is just having a lack of energy and people just feeling really tired and exhausted. And this can be from, you know, just their life in general, um, mm-hmm. just no energy from whatever is going on, you know, what do you tell people who maybe are just like depleted and are coming from this? Like, I wish I could do that. I wish I could change my mindset, but I'm just exhausted. Yeah. So it's a couple of things, right? Because our energy really involves several different things. It's, it's how we're thinking, first of all, because our mind, the thoughts going through our mind take a lot of energy, right? Mm -hmm. So that's, that's a piece of it. And I'll dig into that deeper in a moment. And then it's also what we are consuming. It's how we're fueling our body and how that's energizing us or depleting our energy because food can deplete our energy just as much as it can fuel our energy. And then also the movement side of it. People think a lot of times that, oh, well, if I work out, I'm going to be more tired, but they don't realize the energy that it can actually build inside of them. And so that's where we talk a lot about using all three pieces together. From the mindset side, there are a couple of different things. The the number one thing as far as the energy is concerned is that so many times if we think about the thoughts that we're having, we'll have 60 to 70,000 thoughts that go through our head on a day. Now, normally only about 10% of those are actually positive thoughts. That means we have, you know, let's call it, you know, 55,000 or more thoughts each and every day that are negative thoughts that are draining our energy, that are doing nothing but worrying us and stressing us out. And so we have to, what we teach our clients is different techniques. One of the most frequently used ones is something very, as simple as mind shifting is what we call it. And it's taking a few very simple affirmations. One of my favorite ones is things are always working out for me. Mm. And so imagine you wake up in the morning and it's, as we would call it, just one of those days where you hop out of bed, you stub your toe as you're walking around the corner of the room, and then, you know, you go to get dressed and you put your clothes on and then you go downstairs, make your cup of coffee, you spill coffee down the front of you, you make yourself some breakfast and half of it ends up on the floor, your kids are running around screaming, they won't listen to you, you're running late leaving the house. By the time you sit down in the car in the morning just to head off to work, you're exhausted. And for most people, what they're saying to themselves in their mind is, oh my goodness, it's going to be one of those days. Mm -hmm. And so they start off on that foot right away where they're setting themselves up for failure for that entire day and exhaustion where they're anticipating already that the entire day is going to go this way. But it's a matter of at that point, doing the mind shifting and changing the energy around it and really focusing in and repeating over and over again in your head and pushing all of the thoughts out, things are always working out for me. Things are always working out for me. And you continue to just push all other thoughts out of your head other than that. And the whole energy around your day will actually shift where you start to see a transition 
in how things are moving. And so by forcing those mental patterns to function differently and stopping those negative thought cycles, we can then gather so much more energy that we can retain for ourselves to use in positive ways. So on the mindset side, that's one of the critical things. On the nutrition side, it really comes down to how we're fueling our body and everybody's body is really different. And that's the thing. So we read all of this stuff on the internet about the perfect diet and this perfect nutrition plan. The reality is there's not a perfect one out there for everybody, right? Mm -hmm. So we all have our own individual perfect plan that works for us. And so with our clients, there's a lot of trial and error that goes into us because this, because there's a lot of basics that we know, right? Mm -hmm. If we have a liquid breakfast, it's actually going to utilize less energy to digest it. So we'll have more energy reserved to get through our morning than having to digest a heavy breakfast of eggs and bacon and toast. But, you know, so there are simple things like that that hold true generally for everybody. But as far as the individual foods that fuel the person's body more effectively than others depends on a lot of different factors. And that's where you'll read books out there that say, well, you should base it all on your blood type, or you should base it all on, you know, these Ayurvedic principles, or you should base it all on this. And they all have very, very valid points. So it's not that they aren't right, but we all have different combinations right? In our own individual bodies. We all have different histories. We all have different hormones. We all have all these different things going on that really come into play on how our body is going to respond to the nutrition that we're putting into it. And so it's raising the level of awareness, right? And this is where it comes back to mindset again. We have to raise the level of awareness in the person's mind so that when they're eating, they're thinking about how did I feel before I ate it? Why did I make the choice that I made to eat what I did eat, and then how did I feel afterwards? And when we can then see the patterns of why they're making certain food decisions, and then how the, they felt after eating the food, we can quickly identify the best ways for them to fuel their body so that they can feel as good as they're designed to feel. And they start to recognize their own patterns in making food choices, which a lot of times, as crazy as it sounds, comes right back to the scarcity mindset or that feeling of worthiness. Meaning, do you feel you're worthy of making food choices that are healthy for your body? Do you overeat and binge eat at times, which we find many, many clients do. They may not talk about it openly, but in coaching, they'll become more open and, and get personal with it. And it comes from a scarcity. If there wasn't a lot of money or a lot of food when they were a child, or if they couldn't eat certain things because of rules that their parents had on them, they have a scarcity mindset around food. So it turns into binge eating uh, as an adult in certain patterns, right? Um, and then same thing really with the movement side is that we see that scarcity come into play. We see the worthiness come into play and that understanding that 15 minutes of extra rest in the morning, really, what is that going to do for your energy levels that day? Probably not a whole lot. But if we can get the client gradually to start waking up five minutes earlier, 10 minutes earlier, 15 minutes earlier, and doing some sort of movement pattern in the morning to get their blood flowing, get their feel-good hormones going, that'll give them that additional energy that they need through the day. So it's, it's quite a system and it's very personalized. Uh, but 
it really does build the energy. Um, we just have one client who's just so amazing, a very, very young uh, gentleman. He's in his early 20s, and he has quite a long health history and of disease. And so he has always struggled with his energy levels. And he's been working with us now for six months. And for years, he's been trying to start a second business, but he never had the energy to because by the time he got home at night, he was so exhausted. All I could do was lay down and watch TV or go to bed. And he, in the last six months, after he started work, had been working with us for about three months, his energy levels were so much higher that he was actually able to not only start working on it, but he's now launched uh, that second business. And, you know, it's just so amazing to see how we can really shift those energy levels by getting the right combination of all three pieces. Mm. Yes. I love that. And I love that it's so customized because I think that's the key thing is for so many years, um, you know, just being in the industry for so long in the beginning, it was like a, Oh, everyone needs to be doing this. Everyone should be following these rules, which as we have found out, I mean, especially over this last few years, I feel there's such a movement to be like, no, everybody is so unique and different. And yeah. those patterns that you talked about, like growing up, like as soon as you said, um, cause I was like, huh, cause I occasionally will go through binging periods of food in the afternoons. And I'm like, well, why is that? And then you said something about your parents having food rules. I'm like, oh my gosh, I just discovered this <laughs> as you're talking. I was like, that's it. Cause my mom was always like, nope, cupboard is closed. No more snacks. Like we would have our one snack. And then if we were still hungry, no, we couldn't eat until dinner. And so I'm like, that's yeah, so interesting. And, and subconsciously you're still afraid that mom's going to come over and lock your pantry. <laughs> yes. That is so interesting. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's afternoon. Cause I'm like, it's always three o'clock. I'm like, that would be when we got home from school. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Isn't it, isn't it funny how it, how that works, but we, we have these things and you know, one of the things that it just came to mind as you were talking there that we talk about a lot too, is there's a lot of times there's this trend of counting calories and counting macronutrients that we're putting into our body. Mm -hmm. Um, and while that can be effective in certain situations, one of the things that we have to be aware of there is that that generally is not sustainable for most people. So unless they're actually learning something from that that'll transfer into long-term habits, generally the only people that that's going to be sustainable for long-term, and this is going to sound crazy at first, but is somebody that has an eating disorder to begin with. Because somebody who is mentally consumed by their eating patterns that has anorexia or bulimia, they, they focus constantly on that mindset pattern. And I actually come from a history of anorexia. So I am very familiar with this and have been there and understand it where what you are going to eat and when you are going to eat it literally controls your mind 24 hours a day. For those people, counting calories uh, will actually work for the long term because their mind is consumed by the thoughts of food anyway, and they're very regimented around it. Mm. And so for other people, though, generally, it only work for very short periods of time because their mind doesn't revolve around that. Mm-hmm. And so it becomes this pattern of, oh, I'll count for a week or two, and then, oh, this is too much work. I give up. I'm <laughs> going to go back and do whatever I want. And we don't actually ever teach them sustainable patterns in just making healthy whole food choices that make their body feel good. So instead of counting calories, when we do food journaling with people, it's not about the calories they ate. It's again about that awareness of what they ate and how it made them feel. Mm, yes. Um, so if people are listening and they're like, man, this sounds amazing. Like, 
but they maybe are like, I'm a little overwhelmed. Is there any like one piece of advice where you might have someone start like, Hey, start with X, Y, Z. I mean, you know, probably the, really the first thing, which we kind of already talked about was really starting with their why. Mm. If, if they don't understand their why, I, I mean, I, I do, I think I want to start getting t-shirts that say, stop asking me how, and start asking me why. Mm. And because it, you know, it's, it's always about, it's always about how, how, mm-hmm. how, 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 how. And you know, what we do is, I mean, I've read hundreds of books. I bet you a, a lot of people have read a lot of books, but there's no accountability there. And there's no understanding what their true why is. And what, so what I would really tell anybody is their first thing is to really dig deep in their why and not just, you know, once again, not on that horizontal level, but they've got to go vertical. They've got to go deeper. They've got to find out really why those pair of jeans are so important for them to get into. And it's more than just getting into jeans. It's more than that simple thing that they think that they want to have. It is uh, more than, you know, why I want my kids to, you know, be smart. I want them to be successful. Why? I mean, any of these things that they are asking themselves, they need to go uh, four to 10 levels deep. And even whenever they, I think I've thought about it enough, they probably haven't unless they're almost in tears or a little bit choked up. And that is really the first thing that they need to do uh, that is going to help them with their uh, overwhelming feeling that they may have about all these things they need to accomplish. Uh, And that is is the, the patterns that they have been in have been for that surface level stuff. Well, I need to get in this pair of jeans because um, I'm going on a date in, in, you know, in a week or a month and I need to look good and feel good. So they go on this unsustainable pattern of working out super hard and then trying to you know, not eat anything and deprive themselves of all this food. And you know what? They just fit in those jeans and now they feel good. But now they, once they've done that, then they go back to what they were doing before because it was never sustainable. They never understood why they were doing it. Uh, so that's what I would tell yeah. all the listeners out there. And I think a great example is people that lose weight to get married, right? Their wedding day is coming up. So they go on this crazy diet, crazy workout plan. And then you look at them two years into their marriage and they're, uh, you know, they've put back on all this weight and, you know, they really did it in the first place because they wanted to look good for their spouse on their wedding day, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) They wanted to look great in those pictures, but then they stopped respecting their body. And and I think that's what it really comes all back to is once we understand our why. And for me, a lot of my why really became clear once I was sick and we want to try to prevent people from getting to that point first, right? Don't wait to figure out your why until you're sick and have to save your own life. Mm-hmm. Try to figure it out first and, but get that deep, right? My why when I was sick was, oh my goodness, I've got five children at home and I want to be here to live their life with them. And I don't just want to be here alive, but I want to be able to chase after them. I, when they get home from school, I want to go outside and play tag with them. I want to wrestle around and laugh and have fun with them. And I couldn't do those things when I was sick. So my why was very, very deep to find a way to get better. And if people would go that deep with it of maybe if you want to release that 10 pounds, it's because you want to have more energy to run around with your kids and you want to be more attractive to your significant other. And you want to make sure that you are as healthy as you can be so that you're here to have the quality of life that you want to still enjoy your significant other and your children and be here for your grandchildren, all these things. When you can get that deep with the why, then 
you will naturally start to make decisions that respect your body instead of ones that disrespect it. And do you find that whys are often tied to emotions at the root level? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So, and, we, and we tell people, I mean, and uh, uh, one of the things we say is like, we're trying to make sure that you don't become a survivor. Because, I mean, if you think about it, most times people all of a sudden they start do changing because something happened in their lives. Mm. Uh, and now they're like, wow, I do need to change. Well, I mean, why not just start doing it, you know, the right way and understanding your why? And now you don't really have to worry about being a survivor. Mm. Yeah, no, that's definitely well put. Because that's what some, something that I was discovering is most people why are attached to emotion. And, um, you know, and that's what I've went through too, because I've shared on the podcast, you know, my deep why and um, about why I work out and, you know, try to eat healthy. And, you know, it's always, it was tied back to that emotion of like, I want to be there for my son. And when he's 16 and he's like, hey, mom, let's go play basketball. Like, I don't have to say no, because I can't, um, right. you know, and that's because that's my mom, you know, used to tell me no, because I, she just fitness wise, wasn't going to be able to do it. And so like that to me, I'm like, or climb up a mountain on vacation. Like I, I mean, all of those things where like me and my brothers would go and hiking, you know, through the mountains, but she wouldn't be able to. And so those yeah. are the things where I'm like, I don't want to do that. Or I don't, I want to make sure I'm doing it with my son. And so to be able to truly experience life. Yes. And so that's yeah. where I'm like, if it yeah. makes you, and that's where I'm like, that's, when it's I knew I hit my why, because it's it, that hits you. <laughs> it does. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a quality of life. I mean, yeah. you know, we, you know, when we're let's just say when we're 16, 20, 25 years old, I mean, it's like you bring it on. You can give me all the pizza, the beer, whatever. I don't care. I'll do it, and I don't need to worry about anything. And then as you, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But you know, the, we tell people, you know, a couple things. One is that you were given one body. That's mm -hmm. it. One body. Why not take care of it? I mean, it's funny because people will, they, a lot of people in America, they will drive leases. So they've got a car for three years, but they still wash the car. They still clean it. They still, I mean, or change, the, change oil. the oils and all the fluids. It's like, you know what? You're going to be turning this car in in three years and you take care of it better than you do your body and you only have one of them. Uh, and, and that's, and that's just, you know, a huge eye opener for a lot of yeah. people. And it's that quality of life, like, like you had said, uh, what we find a lot of people do is that, you know, because they were employees and they've got these corporate jobs and now they retired and all of a sudden now they get, they get in a blissful retirement and six months, a year later, it's very sad, but we see it so often that they get sick and they mm -hmm. can't do the things they want to do. And so we tell people, it's like, if you work as hard as you want in corporate and you've got all this money and so much money that you can buy a Ferrari. Uh, do you want, and if you, we all know Ferrari's only at two seats, do you want your significant other in the seat beside you or do you want a walker and an O2 tank? Mm -hmm. uh, it's not, that's not going to look too sexy. So mm -hmm. it's about the quality of life that you want to have. And if people are like, wow, I really want to learn more about how to work with Jennifer and Craig, um, you know, what do you guys have um, and what are you guys offering to people if you want to, if they want to coach with you guys? Sure, absolutely. The, the best thing to, to reach us is to really go to our website, which is craigandjennyd.com, or to go to our Facebook page, which, which is the same, Craig and Jenny D. And so there are several different ways that we work with people. Uh, one is through different group coaching programs that we'll do uh, online. So we have one that's going on right now that's a seven-week program. And it's fun because we actually have one of our mindset strategists working with us in there. So uh, the three of us are all doing the coaching with the group together. So it makes it a lot of fun. Uh, we 
also do retreats where it's live a day in the life, right? So uh, you come and spend three days with us under the same roof and we all live together in a group setting uh, for three days where we take them through the experience of what it's like to live a lifestyle of wellness because of exactly what you said where people say, this is overwhelming and I don't know how to do it. And so we invite them in to really live with us in that setting for three days to start to break past some of their own limits by identifying their patterns. We help them to do that and then show them how simple it really can be to have these patterns of wellness in your life so that they can go home and start implementing that. And then the final thing is, uh, which is where we work with most of our clients is through group, uh, is through individual coaching packages, I'm sorry. So we typically work with people for either six or 12 months and it involves not only uh, the two of us, but also a, an individual mindset strategist that we partner them up with. So we have four of them around the world that we work with uh, and they're all over the place. We have one in California, one in Switzerland, one in Australia, and one in Canada. And, uh, but they all have different specialties. And so depending on the client and their needs, we partner them up very strategically uh, to have the breakthroughs that they need that will allow them to see these changes in all areas of their life. And, um, and we also bring, and we also bring into, you know, in the corporate arena too, into other retreats. Uh, so we can actually show how they can, you know, employees, uh, the people that are there can actually get more productive, have more energy. Uh, so they can not only do the work that they normally to do, but then they can come home and they can really have the energy for their family. Uh, so they're fully engaged all day long. Wow. I love the retreat thing with like spending three days, like in the day of the life. That's amazing. Cause I don't think I've ever heard of a retreat like that, but it makes so much sense if people are just starting to get into these habits and they do want a little bit more like, okay, where do, where do I go? What does this actually look like? And you guys demonstrating that. So I really like that idea. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. And it was something that was born really out of the individual coaching because with our individual coaching clients, they have an option to come spend one day with us in our actual home where we live all the time. And so they spend 24 hours here with us in a one-on-one -on -one situation. And we saw that they were having these major breakthroughs just by doing simple things like cooking three meals a day with us and learning oh, it's this easy to cook healthy food and I can have it on the table in 15 or 20 minutes and it wasn't frozen and I didn't put it in the microwave. Uh, you know, so they, and you know, teaching them these, and when they're here and they're living it with you and they're doing it with you and they just start to have these complete transformations and we start to point out their patterns to them. And we thought, gosh, well, why not bring, you know, 12, 15 people all under one roof and we'll do it together for three days. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure the breakthroughs are amazing. It is. And, you know, and, and the, the group helps each other, which is yeah. so great too, because you start to see you're not the only one because mm -hmm. healthy lifestyles are about sustainable changes. It's not about saying, I'm never eating another cookie again. I'm never having pizza again. That's, that's not realistic mm -hmm. I, for most people. You know, there are those out there that say, I'm going raw vegan and I'm never having anything else. And, and they do that. For most people, that's so extreme and they're never going to last that way forever. But what they really need are, is a lifestyle of wellness Will and recognizing their pattern. Well, now when I walk past that cookie tray, instead of feeling like I have to consume 10 of them because I might never see cookies again, mm -hmm. 
I can take one and I have it every once in a blue moon and I savor it for everything that it is, the taste, the smell, the mouthfeel of it. I savor it for everything that it is and I take it in and I know that it's okay, right? And But then I go right back to making choices that respect my body on a regular basis. And that's really the patterns that we're trying to instill in people's lives so that nothing is forbidden because then we start triggering issues of scarcity. Um, but knowing that you're making wise choices to respect yourself. And when you look at that cookie and you say, if I eat the whole tray, that might work against my quality of life, or I won't feel as good tomorrow to do the things that I want to do. It's no different really than going out and drinking too much alcohol and having a hangover. If you can create awareness, people start to see that they'll have that feeling almost of a hangover, just not feeling so good the next day when they don't follow the patterns of wellness in their life. And so then they're more inclined to follow them because they start to recognize how good they feel when they do. Oh, I love it. That is great advice. Um, well, I am, I've had such a pleasure getting to talk to you guys and getting to know you guys um, and your information that you've shared. I think it's going to help a lot of people just in what you shared in this interview. Um, but I want to wrap up with one final question because I always finish with mm -hmm. a weekly challenge to the listeners. And so when I have guests on, I have you guys give them a weekly challenge. So what would you like that challenge to be this week? The challenge that I would like you to do for this next week is I want you to get up five minutes earlier than you normally would and to sit quietly and to push all other thoughts out of your head and just ask to be shown what your priorities are for that day for you to live your best life possible. And just this simple exercise of setting the right intentions in the morning as soon as you wake up to set the stage for your entire day will help you to start getting deeper into that why and understanding what your true life purpose is so that you don't feel like you're living Groundhog Day each and every day. Mm -hmm. And start to watch these breakthroughs that happen when you push all of the noise out of your head and you just ask to be shown what your priorities are for you to live your best life possible. And the things that come into your mind, pay attention to those because those are your cues of the direction that you're meant to go. Mm. Oh, that's great. I love it. I love that. Oh, thank you guys so much. It's been such a pleasure. Thank, um, you. thank you. It's been a pleasure over here. Yes. And you guys have a radio talk show um, too, if people want to listen or tune into you guys. Yes. It's expatradio.com uh, is where the live broadcast is. And that's every Wednesday morning and it's six to 7 a.m. Eastern time. It's actually based out of Paris. Uh, so it's lunchtime over there for them. It's early morning here for us. And then all the recordings of those shows are on our Facebook page as well. And there's a link to them from our website. Perfect. I'll make sure I put that mm -hmm. in the show notes in case anyone wants to tune into your guys' show as well. Oh, thank you guys thank so you. much. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. Yes. And everyone go out there and spread your peaceful power. Thank you so much for listening to the Peaceful Power podcast. And if you want more information about today's show, head on over to andreaclawson.com, where you can also find my free guide to working out for your body type. And if you haven't already, I would love it if you could rate and review the show over on iTunes and share it with any of your friends that you think would benefit from hearing the Peaceful Power message. Thanks again, and go out there and spread your peaceful power.